Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fuck work! Uh, hey, 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 hey. Good introduction. Yeah. I'm Robert Evans. This is It Could Happen Here. That was Chris. Garrison's also here. So is Sophie, uh, who, is, who is changing her name to Sophie. What is your new name? Uh, Sophie.com Arena. Sophie.com Arena. She's doing this to deal with the trauma of the fact that Los Angeles just agreed to change the name of the Chase Bank Arena to Crypto.com. Chase Bank, motherfucker! It's Staples Center! <laughs> Oh, Staples Center. Sorry, I'm getting my arenas named after venal brands mixed up. (laughs) Yeah, why couldn't people buy more binder clips? Speaking of the pointlessness of work, there are people laboring right now who worked at Staples so that Staples would have enough money to name a place where people go do sports after a place where people get fucking pencils. Um and now clubs. Staples has declined enough that it's just crypto.com. Fucking crypto.com. Fucking crypto.com. Look I'm, upon I, look I'm upon ye, the works so of cryptocurrency, <laughs> ye formerly mighty Staples in despair. <sighs> Fucking the Osmond Dias of the office supply world. I don't know. Whatever. Right, Chris, right, we're, what are we talking about? We're we're, we're going about to Diogenes a place. yet? No, Diogenes comes in the middle, but right now right, we're, we're, right. we're going to go to all a place right. where they, they, they banned crypto mining for the most part. So, and that, that place is China. And I, I wanted to talk about specifically a lot of stuff that's been going on on the Chinese internet and what's been going on in Chinese labor because, so, so Gar- Gar- Garrison, Garrison told me we we're doing an anti-work episode and I went, oh yeah, there's a, there's, you know, there, there's a version of this in China. And then I realized that like, A, almost no one has heard of lying flat and B, it rules and see that nobody really know in the U S knows what's going on in the Chinese internet because it's effectively siloed. And I mean, you know, there's, 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 there's lots of different ways to silo. I mean, there's, there's literally the great firewall. There's the fact that it's in different languages, people use different apps and, you know, the, the internet's become this sort of like, you know, it's, 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 it's a bunch of bubbles garden. that don't interact with each other. Yeah. The walled garden thing. And it's, you know, the, 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 the sort of national level walled garden stuff is, I think in a lot of ways, way more dangerous than, the stuff, you know, the like people complaining about everyone stuck in ideological bubble. And like that's bad, but the fact that we have bubbles like this where it's like 
you know, the like with, with, with like actual like basically borders, but online. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because they're enforced by yeah. governments and with force yep. and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the place it was always going to go um once we decided not to be rad with the internet, which everyone collectively decided in I'm gonna 2001? say two thousand four. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you think do you think do do you think do you think that was 911's fault? 911 played a role. 911 did play a role. Um the dot com boom played another yeah. role. Um yeah. there were there, there there were a, new, a number of factors. Um but uh we can all blame it on let's blame it on low tax and continue. So, anti-work in China. Um before we get into lying flat, which is China's Version of anti-work isn't the right word because this actually started a few months before sort of anti-work blew up in the U.S. But before we fully get into that, I, to, to understand what's going on here, we need to talk about something called involution. Wait, so could you say that again? Like what, in, in, info? Invol, involution. Invo. Invo. Involution. Okay. Yeah. So right. this, 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 is, this is originally – this is a very obscure anthropological term developed by my old nemesis Clifford Geertz who's – one of the most famous and most important anthropologists in history who also sucks ass, and I hate him. I um, thought your nemesis was Noam Chomsky. I, yes, also, but for different reasons. So sub- should I cancel the hit? Sub-sub-nemesis. Sub- yeah. I, I, have many, I have many nemeses that I have dealt Oh, God, we need a Jody Dean episode at some point. Those um, are our enemies, too, now. Thank you. I, 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 I appreciate yeah. allies in my one-person intellectual wars. <laughs> Although this does seem to be a pretty boring intellectual war. Yeah, well, most, he's dead, so I've won the, most by of default. The bar. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so what, 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 what Gears was describing, basically, so he does his field work in Java, and what he's describing, what, what involution means, is it's a system where people keep working harder and harder, but there's no increase in output, and so that there's, no, there's no reward for working harder. And so, you know, in, in Java, you'd have these plantations, right? And the plantations would get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, but... Because each new person was only like harvesting just enough to feed themselves, uh, you never actually got any productivity increases, and so interesting, you know, yeah, there's no there's no output increases, and which is in, not, in, in not the, really the case in America in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and, and what, what's interesting, well, okay, so the, the reason I want to talk about this also is because basically everyone who's been writing about this or major news outlets has missed about half of the story of how how this like incredibly obscure anthropological term that like. I don't like again. I was an anthropology major. I don't think I ever ran into involution while like while I was studying anthropology. Yeah, I've never heard that term. Yeah, and no, no one has ever heard of this. Like fucking everyone in China has like a it, it, like a treatise they can spout at you about this now. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and and you know I, I want to talk a bit about how it emerged, and part of this is because you know in the last about two years, people have been getting increasingly pissed off at you know just the sort of incredibly competitive nature of chinese society and particularly work and you know a lot of this is because everyone's working what's what's called 996 which is 9 a.m to 9 p.m six days a week and actually i should make this good when i say everyone that's like an average schedule the schedules get a lot worse than that but 996 is the one that sort of gets the attention because a lot of people work it especially in the tech industry this is you know yeah. this is what you do but you know everyone focuses on the tech industry everyone ignores a bunch of migrant workers who also do this and worse and, you know, there, there's this enormous societal pressure to sort of keep moving and keep competing and keep working. And simultaneously, you know, people in China today are working, like, basically as hard as anyone's worked in China since, like, people would literally collapse from exhaustion in the field during the Great Leap Forward. Like, you know, that, that's a lot of people working this hard. And, but, but instead of, you know, getting rewards for this, uh, Chinese growth rates have been collapsing for a decade. And... Yeah, this is you know this is a, this is a thing you you get in the U.S. too. It's like well, okay, people were like, well, if you work hard, you get into the middle class. But then you know everyone's working nine nine six. No one's getting into the middle class. The like China has incredibly low rates of social mobility, and you know in, in into this comes involution. But the the weird part about what's happening here is that involution doesn't enter the the, the Chinese discourse through like people complaining about work. It's it's actually a product of a bunch of middle class people complaining about Chinese industrial policy, and this is the part of the story that nobody really talks about. Even though I think it's it's really interesting because, again, like this, you know, anti work in in the U.S. starts on the left, right? Involution, which is the thing that's going to bring about sort of the Chinese version of anti work, 
is a right wing is originally a right wing discourse. Um, and 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 it's interesting because it's it's a, it's a right wing very nationalist discourse that gets you know the, the right wing part of it gets essentially expunged and it gets pulled left. So originally, you know, the, China is. Uh, I don't have a more elegant way of saying this than China's leaders are more online than ours, like significantly more. Like they they actually really God, that's hard, frightening. That's hard to imagine. No, that is, that it's, is it's, it's deeply problematic. Like, yeah, people people like like local government offices, right? Have like they they have these like internal sites that like show them what people are posting. And this this goes from the from the bottom levels. It goes all the way up to the top. Like people actually listen to bloggers. Like like they're they're and, you know so some of the, some of the people who I'm about to talk about are, are incredibly influential. And so there, there's a bunch of arguments in the early 2000s about how China's going to industrialize, and they, they, these are basically online arguments. Um, and the guys who win that argument, uh, Xi Jinping basically takes their industrial policy and implements it. <laughs> Which is, you know, which is, which is the scale of, like, how online these people are. That, like, yeah, people are taking economic policy from, like, literally, oh, I mean, no. you know, it's, it's, it's not solely that. But, yeah, they're taking economic <laughs> policy from people arguing on the internet. Oh, no. Right? This, is, this is an incredibly online society. And it, it you know, but it, the, the worst part is that for a while it works. You know, their the economic policy basically is they're going to increase the size of the Chinese economy by investing in sort of high-tech industry and moving up the value chain. This, is, this has been very standard sort of Chinese economic policy for a while. Um, the problem is, in the last about decade, it's, it's, it's stopped working. And, you know, the CCP's response was to do more financialization. And this pissed off the, like the, the online, they were, they were called like the industrial party. This pisses off those guys because, you know, their whole thing was don't financialize, just keep investing in like building airplanes and stuff. And the Chinese economy will work itself out. And, but eventually even they can't keep making this argument because, you know, I mean, it, like, in, like 2010, right? Like the, the Chinese GDP growth rate was 10%. And now it's like maybe five in last year. I mean, last year is 2020. So you know, it was really low, but I mean, the Chinese growth rate has been imploding. And so what, what you get out of this is, is this group of people called, called the Kaoists, based on this guy named Cao. Okay, so, so Cao, Cao is the guy who, who, who essentially introduces the concept of involution. And he's arguing that this is happening because, and I'm going to quote him here, uh, people can't get, quote, a peaceful life, get a pretty girl, live in a big house because of the U.S., and so the, the solution to this basically is is to deal with like to destroy America as a hegemon, and then one, once you do that, you know you can get all of these things. And as you can tell, like you know, okay, peaceful life, get a pretty girl, live in a big house. This this is like a very conservative framing of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is this is the Chinese equivalent of of two point five kids in a white picket fence, and it has yeah. all of this sort of associated gender politics and class yeah. politics that go along with that. And, you know, and, and when, when Cao and the Cao are talking about involution, what they're talking about is they're liter they literally mean China's stagnated economy, right? So they're, they're talking about, okay, you have more inputs, you have labor and technology inputs, but the output per input is declining. And the only way to restore economic growth, to achieve prosperity, is by solving a decline in output by defeating the Americans. But, you know, and, and this, this, this is kind of a big deal. And for a while, in sort of like 2019, 2020, this, this, is, this is going places. But very quickly, people are like, my life fucking sucks. Like, I don't care about this econ shit or this, like, grand national struggle against the world hegemon. Like, I, I care about the fact that, like, my life is this incredibly pointless, ever-escalating rat race with, like, literally no rewards. Yeah, that would, that would concern me, too, if that yeah. were a thing that we were capable of feeling in our country. Yeah, it's... Well, there, there, there's been some really funny stuff with involution where, like, y you read accounts of it and you'll get, like anthropologists going like oh yeah this is this is the thing that this is the thing that's unique to china and it's like have have you worked a job in in the u.s <laughs> like but you know involution you know what happens to it over over the course of sort of 2020 is that it goes from being the general you know it, go, it goes from being this thing that's about like specific, very specific like technical industrial arguments about industrial policy to uh is one one anthropologist put it Quote, the experience of being locked in competition that one ultimately knows is meaningless. And so oh, people God. start talking. Yeah, yeah. We, could we couldn't imagine that. This is. No. Yeah. And it's, you know, and people, people start talking about finding individual solutions to this. And so, you know, then this is things like working less, moving to lower tier cities, getting less prestigious jobs. Um, but, you know, and, and, I, and I want to think about this again, because this, this is a really interesting thing where. You have a, a very incredibly right wing nationalistic and sort of like like middle class like nostalgia kind of like 
you know, like military, aggressive foreign policy thing. And then it just flips. And, and part of how it flips, and this is a part of the story that is almost completely ignored, but I think is really important. Did you guys know about, there's, there's a YouTuber named Li Zixi. She's the biggest Chinese YouTuber. She has 16 million followers. And most of her followers are not on YouTube because, you know, YouTube's like blocked by the firewall. But she has, she has 55 million followers on um, the, oh, the, the, the sort of Chinese version of TikTok. And yeah, okay. she, has, she has across the world. She has a hundred million followers, right? Like she, she's she's one of the biggest media stars in the world. And her origins are kind of unclear. The like official biography basically says that like when she was twelve, instead of going to high school, she became a waitress. And then she had to like you know, but she she she'd gone to the city, and then she had to return to rural village to take care of her grandma. And she makes these videos that are these like very soft and calming videos with like calming music of her going into the woods and like harvesting materials and making fires out of logs and like cooking things. Okay. And it's, it's, it's this like, it's, you know, it's, it's very much this, this rural utopianism. There's, there's basically yeah. no industrial technology. Yeah. It's like cottage core return to nature. Yeah. 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 I, I know a lot of people who watch shit like that just to like soothe them after a day of work, like yeah. see somebody like dig a cave and turn it into a, like a bath or something using just hand tools or whatever. Yeah. And there's, it's interesting. This kind of, it's almost like turned into a sub genre, but yeah. uh, she's by far the, 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 the biggest like version of this. And, you know, so she gets, she gets picked up by a media company and from uh, 2015, 2016 goes viral. And, you know, and it's interesting because so she's doing this because so she she has to go back to like take care of her grandma and so she like opens a store and she's trying to support herself by and like her grandma by opening a store and so the videos were like a way to promote the store. And then, you know, now she has a hundred million followers and she, she gets adopted as this kind of like like national culture ambassador, I guess, by the state. Sure. And and it's just, you know, so there's nothing overtly political about these videos at all. Right, which is essentially offering and like trying to sell is this, you know, this like fantasy of retreat from industrial modernity into rural life. Yeah. And I think it's really easy to look at that aesthetic and go like, this is basically fascist. Like this is rejecting modernity, embrace tradition. Some et cetera, et cetera. people online, when they see that, immediately seize up and was like, oh no, it's eco-fascism. Yes, yep. some yeah. people do think that. Yeah, and, and I think you know, and I, and I think like that interpretation, I think is actually a lot of why it got picked up by the Chinese by Chinese media companies and then like sorted by the Chinese state because. You know, like ha having an actual positive utopian image of rural life is politically useful to them, and something that's like not Absolutely. Ha hasn't been true since like this is really... we've had this for a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, no, and I, th I think I, I would say this. This I think this is the thing that's different in China is that there hasn't been like a positive conception of rural life really since. I I, I, I guess the Great Leap Forward, and then argue like there there were some people in the Cultural Revolution, but then they actually went there and were like, oh god, this sucks. <laughs> and so you know, so they they need a new one. They came up with this. But, you know, the thing that's different about China than the U.S. is that China's migrant worker population, like, is almost the entire size of the population of the U.S. I mean, it's, yeah. it's like 270 million people, right? I mean, it's, it's enormous. And, yeah. and a huge number of these people, you know, I'm saying these people are going from, like, city to city or, like, town to town. But a lot of these people are coming from, from rural villages into cities. And, you know, I mean, these are, this, this is the backbone of the Chinese workforce. And, like, these people, like, they, they see their family once a year because... You know, like they 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 can't afford to go home, so they they go home once a year for New Year's because they get some time off and they come back. And and this is where, you know, the, like the, the, these videos are an obvious fantasy, but you know they they suggest an alternative to work in the capitalist city that's sort of plausible. You know, especially if you come from a rural village. And this is where this whole thing completely backfires on on the Chinese ruling class. And you know, because this 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 Taoist involution discourse is about to fuse with this style of rural rural utopianism into a movement that is going to shake the foundation of work itself. But first, but first ads. Again, also not connected to anything we're talking about. Nope. No, no connection whatsoever. Why Garrison, don't even bring that up. There's no needs there's no reason for people to think about about the fact that about that. Don't think anyway, about Anyway, here's the Washington State Patrol. Think about ads. Yeah, think about the Washington State Highway Patrol. Primary sponsors, if it could happen here. If it happens to you, you'll want the Washington <laughs> State Highway Patrol it's so be fleeing funny. over the border. It's so funny. Anyway, yeah. we're trying to get it pulled, but I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> we're, we're working on it, people. I think it's hilarious. Um, yeah. Anyway, so please don't, please don't join the Washington State Highway Patrol. <laughs> 
happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Ah, we're back. And I don't know about y'all, but I, I thought I knew what I was talking about. And I, after those ads, I am fully Washington State Highway Patrol pilled. I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah, in, in April of 2020, a, a guy on Chinese social media makes a post, and I'm, I'm just going to read it. 2020 or 2021? So, sorry, 2021. Yeah, April 2021. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to read this post because it's kind of short and it rules. I haven't been working for two years. I have just been hanging around and I don't see anything wrong with this. Pressure mainly comes from the generation with your peers and the values of the older generation. These pressures keep popping up. But we don't have to abide by these norms. I can live like Diogenes and sleep in a wooden bucket there enjoying we go. sunshine. I can live like Heraclitus in a cave thinking about Logos. Since this land has never had a school of thought that upholds human subjectivity, I can develop one of my own. Lying down is my philosophical movement. Only through lying flat can humans become the measure of all things. Incredibly based. Oh it my god. Oh, that's the best. I love that. Can I talk about Diogenes now? Yeah, alright. We can talk about Diogenes. Let's so, go. My, my man Diogenes, is he's from this trend in Greek philosophical thought during kind of the high period of, of Greek civilization where a bunch of things come out of it. You kind of get anarchism, Western anarchism out of it. You kind of get, uh, you, you get elements of like Puritan culture from it because a lot of them are very much anti like the, the pleasures of sex and like anything pleasing and like you don't, you don't do anything that feels good because then you become dependent on it. Like there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Um, and Diogenes was like one of one of the first motherfuckers who were kind of playing around in this in this philosophical space. And when he gets into so his er, early life is his dad is uh, kind of a, a grifter. It sounds like we know that he got in trouble. He and his dad got exiled for debasing currency, which could be as simple as they were watering down for lack of a better term, like the gold or silver in currency with less precious metals and hiding it in order to make a profit, right? And yeah. like keep the extra gold. That could be what they were doing. It also could have been like, a, it could have been political because some people who were doing this in Sinope, I think is the city, which is now in Turkey, were doing it for political reasons. We don't really know why, but there's actual documented archeological evidence of this, including right around the time he would have been a child, we found from that period a cache of debased gold and silver coins that had been destroyed. So someone had like realized they'd been debased and destroyed them so they couldn't be used. So there's evidence. Anyway, he and his dad get exiled, which means from an early stage, he goes from being 
somewhat of means. If your dad's making the currency, you're not probably yeah. not like a poor family. Um, and then they get kicked out of their city state and they're like kind of stateless. And so Diogenes evolves over time and like gets into philosophy. He tries to, there's this, I always forget the name of the guy that he he loved at first, but there's this philosopher who's like, you know, this cynical, like that's the, the school of thought he comes from. He's like a cynic um, that Diogenes really wants to study from. And the guy like assaults him as, as Diogenes is like, hey man, I want to learn from you. Like he like hits him or something. This keeps happening. And eventually he's like, th- this guy is like, why do you keep doing this? And Diogenes is like, you have something I can learn from. Uh, and so I don't really care what you do to me. I'm going to, I'm going to keep persisting. And so he becomes this guy's student, yada, yada. And the guy who he becomes the student of is like kind of a poser. Cause he's talking about like, we need to give up, you know, these kind of like pleasures of, of like civilized life and, and return to a more simple time and like not enjoy all of these, you know, the benefits of wealth. But he like, he's also a rich guy and he doesn't give up his money. And Diogenes is like poor as hell um, and stays that way. Um, and so he becomes famous for, he goes to Athens and he becomes famous for a bunch of like troll shit. We don't actually have, he wrote like 10 books. We don't have any of them. So we don't actually like know what he actually wrote in his philosophy. We just have stories from other philosophers and it's all Diogenes being a fucking troll. So like, um, on one occasion, he, one of his big things was he believed that people, that if, if something was an acceptable behavior, it was an acceptable behavior everywhere, right? And so the start of this was in, in Athens, you were supposed to go buy your food in the market, but you weren't supposed to eat it there. That was like considered rude, like, like, to, like, like kind of obscene almost. And Diogenes would like get food and then and usually by begging because that was the way he got everything. He had no money. He would like get food and he would eat it right in the middle of the market. And everybody was like, that's disgusting. And Diogenes would be like, well, if it's okay for me to eat, it must be okay for me to eat here. That's great. <laughs> Diogenes took it a little bit further than that. He, uh, yeah, he, I can he, yeah, I can see a few ways you can yeah. take this. He extended that to, if it's fine for me to urinate or shit, it's fine for me to do it anywhere. Okay, well, and eventually, that is fine. I have no problem he, with that. He defended but... himself masturbating yeah, while looking at people in public as <laughs> there like, you go. if this is okay for me to do in my bedroom, why can't yes. I do this here, right? <laughs> um, it's very, like, he's, he's, he's a troll, um, Diogenes. And he's also, like, again, the stories we have of him he, is he is like, uber an aesthetic so like at one point for a long time the only thing he owns is a wooden bowl that's his cup and and for his food and then uh, according to you know legend he sees this poor peasant child drinking from like cupped hands and he throws away his bowl and he's really angry and he's like god damn it i spent all this effort carrying around something useless like i could have just been putting <laughs> shit in my hands <laughs> like, he's he's a very entertaining character and a very the, uh, like the fun, original oogle yeah. The yeah, first one. yeah, he's absolutely an oogle, um, and he, he's yeah, he's just kind of like an endearing piece of shit is like his uh, the, the the idea you get, but also like <laughs> smarter than I mean, because because fundamentally what Diogenes is doing is he's he's saying like, hey, all this stuff that we think is important and good about our culture and and like valuable, what if it wasn't? What if none of it matters? Yeah, he's like he's provoking the thing. And he's he's big into like one of his his like the things he comes back to a lot is that like dogs are clearly happier than us and like better creatures than us. So we should just seek to be like dogs. Um, And one of the ways he might have died is getting bitten by a dog and his bike (laughs) getting infected. We don't really know how he died. Um, The the other thing about Diogenes, this guy fucking hates rich people. Oh, Oh, he just despises them. He he rules. And he's very funny about it. So Alexander the Great, apocryphally, maybe this probably never happened, but the story is that Alexander the Great comes to Athens, you know, while he's on his his blitz through conquering the known world and finds Diogenes. And Alexander the Great was like raised by Aristotle, right? So he knows his philosophy guys. Like he, he he's 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 seeking Diogenes out because he's a fan of this dude, probably through stories that were told to him in the same way that like I'm telling them to you now. So he like comes up to Diogenes and he's like, oh my God, I'm Alexander the Great. I'm a big fan. If I couldn't be Alexander the Great, I would want to be Diogenes. Um, and Diogenes responds, well, if I couldn't be Diogenes, I would just want to be Diogenes, which is a fucking flex. Uh, again, okay. probably never happened, but like incredible I, I want to I I read this meme that Garrison sent me because it, 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 it happens. It's, it's absolutely a perfect description of, what's, of what this whole thing is sort of about. So, okay, this is me. Yeah. The philosopher Diogenes was eating bread and lentils for supper. He was seen by the philosopher, I don't know how to process his name, 
Aristippus, who is it living doesn't matter. Some dead ass Greek, motherfucker. yeah, some guy who's about to get absolutely destroyed. Right, uh, he's living comfortably, like flattering the king. Uh, Aristippus says, "If you would learn to be subservient to the king, you would not have to live on lentils." Diogenes replied, "Learn to live on lentils, and you will not have to be subservient to the king." Yeah. Oh, oh, there's burned. all sorts of based shit like that. My favorite, but yeah, no, I, I, so I, our I guy, our guy, Plato is like is like trying to determine, trying to define like a human in the simplest way possible. Oh yes, yeah, like the Platonic <laughs> ideal. And he was so he he comes to the conclusion that like, well, it's a it's a it's a it's an unwinged biped. Um, and Diogenes supposedly goes, grabs a plucked chicken, and says, "Behold a man! Like <laughs> I found a dude." Rules. <laughs> um, he would he would famously walk around town in broad daylight with like a um, what do you call it? Like a lantern, like looking around, and people were like, "What are you looking for?" He's like, oh, "I'm looking for a man." He would like look at a dude and he'd like, "I'm looking for a man." And as is to say, like none of you motherfuckers are people. Like you all think that you're human beings, but you're really just pieces of shit. Like he's just an amazing asshole. Sorry that that we should move back to anti work, but that's no, well, that's who this, Diogenes yeah. is. It, it and he ties in, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But and this this is the funny thing. It, both 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 American and Chinese like anti work people both fucking love Diogenes. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, very, and, very popular on our slash anti work. Yeah. And and you know and the, the the thing I was reading about the like you know learn to live on lentils and you'll never like have to be subjugated by a king that that's a lot of what lying down becomes so very rapidly the, this whole thing spreads into this like really it's like a sort of astounding I mean, it, you know it, it starts out of a meme and it spreads incredibly quickly and the CCP gets like really really mad about this. Um, so, so it like, so this, this starts in April, right? And in May there's, they have this like enormous media blitz where like, like the, 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 the party is like outlet basically. And Guangdong publishes like a four page long attack on the concept of lying down. Like the CCP, they, they, there's oh. newspapers everywhere publish this stuff. Like the CCP like bans the term lying flat right. from WeChat. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. It's just like, yeah, they do this, but it's too late. Like it's, it's already it's always everywhere. too late. Yeah. And you know, so, and th- yeah, so part part of what lying down is is about you know you have this incredibly fast paced intense work culture you have involution you're working more and more and you're getting nothing out of it and lying flat is just going no like you just lie down you yeah, refuse nope. to work but it's 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 also it's more than that and I think this this goes back to the sort of broader conception of anti work so one one of the the slogans um of this movement is don't buy property don't buy a car don't get married don't have children and don't consume and you know the, the last part of this which is implied is don't work. And, you know, there, there, there's a lot sort of going on here. I mean, you have, you know, it, it's not just sort of a, a critique of, like, we work too hard. It's about, you know, it's about the sort of whole system. It's about the sort of patriarchy involved in this. It's about the sort of, like, forced capitalist consumption. It's about, like, you know, the, the fact that, like, a, literally a quarter of Chinese of China's economy, China's GDP is, like, all this real estate bullshit that everyone knows is going to collapse. And even when it gets built, like, sucks. Thank God we don't have anything like that here. Yeah, I know. It, it's great. It's, it, the, one, of, one of the fun things about learning history is you get to just watch every country do exactly the same thing with their housing market. Like, you yeah, know, Japan do it, the U.S. Funny. do it. It's, like, it's great. It's just like, you also like get why to do watch, you think this will work? One, one, one extra fun thing is you get to watch every country do the same thing with farms, and it always ends the same yep. way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Latifundia. Oh, anyway. Bad. Yeah, so there, there's, there's a lot of, you know... Th- in order to sort of like facilitate this you, you know you, you get back to the diogenes so a lot of it what's happening is people sharing tips about how to like make the cheapest food you can possibly survive on so you don't have to work and so you know and people the the, the, the guy who wrote the, the diogenes post like he spends 30 dollars a month and he does this by only eating dried ramen and eggs and like rice there and you sort go of, like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one way and, to do it. That's, yeah, that's a way to is, do it. Yeah. This is like the most extreme example. Actually, I don't even think it's the most extreme example. A lot of people. Oh, it's one of probably the not. No, no. Like, like, one of the things that happens a lot is a bunch of people just like have left their jobs to become monks. This, this is like a whole thing. <laughs> sure, just, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, I gotta go be a Buddhist. Like, honestly, why not? Like, absolutely great. Like, and I used to live in a place in the middle of fucking nowhere. One of the most like isolated places I've ever lived that like had power. 
Um, and one of the people who was like, by neighbor, they were within several miles of us, was a monastery. This is in the United <laughs> States. And like, I went there once because I heard they made good wine to try and get some of their wine. And like, none of them would answer the door. I could see them inside all staring at me, but they didn't do shit. And my, my overwhelming thought was like, yeah, that seems like a pretty good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, I see why you guys have picked this life. It was also during the 2016 election. So oh, I was like yeah, coming that's back fair. from the, the RNC and the DNC and was like, <laughs> yeah, that seems smarter than what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's a lot of, you know, yeah, that'd be the extreme example, like people going to become monks. But like one of the things that's happening a lot is, again, you know, China has a enormous migrant worker population and people are just like, fuck this i'm going back to my village and so and you know and this is you know this 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 is where they really screwed up with the youtube stuff because you know people were people you know they they, they were gambling that that you know you could just sell this as an aesthetic and you know you can sell it as an aesthetic like chinese tiktok has this integrated thing in it where like if if you if you, if you plug like something to buy uh it like you, you you can like click it and it'll just it'll take you like to a link like to to to, to the thing it's selling so, you know, and so yeah, they make an enormous amount of money out of this, but you know, the 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 other side of that sword is a bunch of people were like, I don't have to work this like I don't have to work nine nine six in a city. I can just go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, and you know, so you know, as as you were talking about with the anti-work stuff, it, it's not actually possible for a lot of people to leave their jobs. Not everybody. So the solution to this was uh there, there there's a sort of a culture that developed called petting fish. Which and but b- b- before you talk about petting fish, you said something about uh plugging things on TikTok, and you know who you know you know like pl- plugging like advertisements, and you know who also plugs plugs advertisements, Chris. Oh no, is it us? Do we us it's Joe Rogan. Right, right, it's right Joe now. Rogan. But our new sponsor is the Joe Rogan Experience. Oh no, brought to you God. by Honda. Honda, drive a car. Do fascism. Honda, really. Yeah, Honda Garrison. Look, we don't. We're not nearly a big enough podcast to get fucking to get a Toyota ad. Are you crazy? Yeah, that's what we can dream big. Yeah, I mean that is the dream to sell Toyotas. I mean, we could become used car salesmen in the valley. All right, here's that. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. 
I want to be remembered for just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Ah. All right. Back. Cut that. Head and fish. Come on, Chris. Handle it. Cut cut that. No, keep (laughs) keep it all in, baby. Yeah, so there's there's all this thing called the petting fish, which is like Chinese slack off culture, and it's you know it's a bunch of people sharing tips about how to slack off at work, and it, it's it's kind of the Sick. equivalent, like I, I, yeah, I love that it's called petting fish, and then that also is, like it is good, it, yeah, it's it's kind of the Chinese equivalent of like boss makes a dollar, I make a dime, that's why I shit on company time, yeah. And so cool. people do just a lot of like they have a lot of like genuinely fun things they do, like people people started putting like fake uh, beatings on their calendars, so people wouldn't bother them. <laughs> They like they just like Excellent. people go like that's that, that is also that is that that's also what I do yeah yeah I mean the the if you want to make I I love the term petting fish as well but if you want to like make it sound cool they're waging an insurgency from within capitalism it's true right? by by by, t- by trying to take resources away from their employers um without being spotted yeah there's a there's a thing in volume one of Capital about this that I. I was like, oh, I could pull this up. And then I was like, that is too much work. I'm not going to do it. So I don't have the thing in volume yeah, one where he talks we about we struggling between about labor time. But nah. instead you get a bunch of people like this, like smuggling whiskey into work, taking three yes. hour lunch breaks. Yeah. My favorite one, my, my absolute favorite work. one. work. Drink at work, especially if you're <laughs> a nurse. Uh, oh boy. Mm-hmm. We've probably killed about 50 people. This is going to be crossed. Great. Fingers crossed. So you know how like companies all have these like these really annoying like mindfulness fitness things. Yes. So mm-hmm. one of the things people started doing was okay. So you know the thing, but like you have to drink eight hour eight times a day. So they 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 would set these alarms. That's like oh I have to go drink my water. And so like every like every like fifty minutes or something they just go up and like spend twenty minutes getting water. And they sit back down. And it's like you've just eviscerated an enormous part of your work day. And, nice. and the, the product of this, you know, the CCP is really pissed off about this. And, you know, you get these giant billboards that say no lying flat, no petting fish on them, which Amazing. is something that would have been literally incomprehensible like a year ago. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I, I think this is something, you know, in, in the U.S., anti-work, like the actual political class kind of has been ignoring it. I mean, you see a couple of financial analysts. Uh, in China... Xi Jinping like made a speech. It was like he, he, you know, he gave a private speech to a bunch of high level people in the party, and so a part of it got printed uh, like a month ago or something. I've I've lost track of all time, but like 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 specifically in this speech that Xi Jinping is making that is published in the CCP's official like theoretical journal, he's like explicitly saying like don't lie flat and saying quote happy life is earned through hard hard work. Ugh. And yeah, and he also has this he has this rant about like denouncing welfareism. Which is great, the uh, the communist vanguard there. Yeah, yeah, preaching the immortal science. Yeah, <laughs> socialism with Chinese characteristics, motherfuckers. Yeah, Don't be a welfare that's, queen. That's very follow fun. Xi Jinping thought. It's yeah. great, you know. And, and, and but it's interesting because people. This is the one people are really freaked out about. Like I saw, I saw like an American writer about this. Who, who you know they they wrote like an article about this whole thing, and then they were like, "This is gonna this is gonna cause inflation." And he's like, this is going to be the driver of 20% okay. inflation. I'm like, what? You know, people, people just sort of... use the word inflation to mean whatever scary thing they want. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're like, oh, this will this will increase wages, and that will lead to inflation, and we'll get the 70s again. And I'm like, oh, God. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll but, get a tallow you know. disco again. Did you ever think of that, guy? Oh, good God. That, we, that we're, our reserves of a tallow disco are critically low? So, Garrison, uh, what, do you what, know what a tallow disco is? No idea. That's a shame. All right, let's continue. What, what what type of like is there is there like any like you said this kind of stuff started to like move leftwards? Is there any like actual like leftist organizing in these types of places? <sighs> so so this is the thing I was getting to, which is that like you know people are starting to do reading groups, but the problem the problem with leftist organizing in China is that you know so state policy in the past three years has been like if you poke your head above ground, you get arrested. So you know I mean they, in in twenty eighteen for example there was there was a, a strike at JSIC and you know a bunch of student groups who'd been organizing for a long time like tried to do solidarity with it and they all got arrested the people who were strike the people who led the strike got arrested all the, the students who were doing solidarity got arrested people like p- people got arrested for like like dancing with like like university students got arrested for like like dancing with the people who were like cleaning the floors uh, yeah oh, so God. You know, they, yeah it's, that, the, the that's level, a little bleak. 
Yeah, like the the the, 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 the emotional impression. Yeah, like it's it's incredible. And like you know, and, and the other thing that you can see about this was so so for example, there was there was a guy doing like delivery driver organizing. It was kind of weird. He was like kind of an entrepreneur, kind of doing delivery driver organizing. Like he got arrested. And then, you know, like a couple of weeks later, the CCP was like, oh, we're going to like do things to improve the conditions of, uh, of of delivery drivers. And, you know, who knows if that's going to happen. But like, you know, basically like any anyone out for some reason, the, the people in the tech sector have been able to get away with more for reasons that are probably class based. And I think the CCP yeah. doesn't take them yeah. seriously in the way that they do with students and factory workers. Yeah. But you know, and, and actually, I mean, the fact that the the tech workers like kind of recently, like there, there was a tech worker thing calling for like like democratic control of production, which is wild. But other than those guys, like you can't, you know, you can't stick your head up, you get flattened. So th- this has sort of been the, the result of this, which is this like, you know, the 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 sort of the like lying flat is this is you know it's this mass decentralized movement that you know th- there's there's no one to hit with a hammer. And, you know, and, and, and I think like, okay, so one, one of the other quotes that's, that's been going around about lying flat is it's, it's a poem. It doesn't poem as well in English, but, you know, <laughs> this, this is the best we've got. Lying flat is to not bow down. Lying flat is to not kneel. Lying flat is to stand up horizontally. Lying flat is a straight spine. And so, you know, what, what, what's basically happening here is, is it's a combination of, of the, 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 the tendencies you see in the U.S., where you know a bunch of people terrible jobs realizing that everything's pointless and then also this is a way you can like this is a way you can like fight your boss without like the police showing up yeah and so th- there's there's some interesting like political stuff so there, there's there, there's 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 if you, if you look at the document there's, there's a bunch of memes here because they're great uh, so there, there's there's been a thing with these people talking about how people are leaks which are like they're leaks they're harvested over and over again they're being exploited and like the plants yeah yes yeah, the plants. like the plants. Like, yeah like yeah. the like yeah you eat and so they have this thing it's a leaks that lie flat cannot be so easily harvested and there's just like a knife going like try like, like a machete like trying to swing at a bunch of leaks but the leaks are flat so they can't hit them and i like see that what you, too i see what you do I, I like i like all of this yeah yeah it's 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 you know and so and so what the the, the product of this is that yeah like this 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 has this stuff has actually been effective enough that the ccp like you know, I mean, the CCP is is taking it seriously, but you know, there's not much they can do about it because, like, if if, if someone's just like, oh, I'm I'm going to go from a a job that's really high stress to one that's less high stress, like, what are you gonna are you just gonna arrest them? Like, what what are you gonna do? And so this, yeah, th- this this has been building for a while now, and I don't know who who knows exactly like where it's gonna go, but it's 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 already you know it, it, it's something that people can do as an individual in a place where organized political action is impossible in, in, in a way such that you know their, their individual actions have a collective effect but one that can't be just you know pounded down yeah i mean it is certainly interesting to see two completely yeah. separate like anti-work style movements arise yeah. basically around the same yeah. same exact time yep. with the same exact points um, if you're in totally different languages, right? If you you're know? someone who's interested in massive global revolutionary change, this should probably be a thing that you are yeah. looking at and studying and thinking a lot about. Because perhaps while we're arguing about shit that people started talking about in the 1870s, this this might be a, a better thing to do than than that. Because uh, because it's it seems like there's some potential here. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 you if you know any 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 actual revolutionary project that makes the world better is going to have to be international. Yep. And that's uh, been, yep. you know, that 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 that's been the bane of all revolutionary movements forever. But, you know, okay, so we have, you know, that we 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 have something the Chinese the American working class agrees on, which is yep. Diogenes is based in work sucks. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so as you go forward into your life this week, um Take a page from Diogenes's book and go shit on the shit floor on the of a free people. <laughs> shit, uh, shit on the floor of a free people, or yeah, uh, free people are in H and M. Go f- walk into one and yeah. just, just, just go absolutely ruin that tile. I mean, fuck it up. This is why my 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 biggest political advice to friends, who has always been, learn to run fast. 
Because if you learn to run fast, you can do so many more fun things. You All can politics. take a shit in a store and then run fast and it's done, right? The problem is, is that a lot of people mm-hmm. like who, who want to do this can't run fast enough. And yeah. you have, so learn to run fast, it, do this, there we go. It's like Mao said, all political power comes from being able to shit really fast and then <laughs> bolt away. from the doors of a free people. Just get the <laughs> hell out of there. The immortal science. <laughs> Look, I, I, think, I, I, think, I think we should leave with, with the, 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 the real immortal science, the, the immortal words of a skeleton... <laughs> from the share zone just mm-hmm. walk out you can leave work mm-hmm. social things movie home class dentist clothes shops too fancy weed store cops if you're quick friendships if it sucks hit the bricks yeah yeah as as some comedian who i can't remember now said always have an exit plan like that 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 should be your thought for everything everything the, in the hit world hit the bricks hit the fucking bricks get out Anyway, get out of this podcast episode now. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.